0: Welcome to the Chronify podcast. This is Ben Miller. Today's episode is about how to think about money when choosing a career. Before we get to that, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do subscribe. And if you're downright loving it, sign up for Chronify. The first month is free, no credit card required. It'd be great to have you on board. Now let's get to the episode. Today's episode is titled, When Chasing More Means Making Less. So, what do you do for work? Said everyone at every first meeting ever. This question really used to grate on me. Sure, an immature part of me was proud to have a prestigious career. That was the unrepentant ape within me, forever craving social status. But prestige aside, I hated being boxed into defining myself as what I did for work. I felt like work was the least interesting thing about me. Why couldn't they have started with, what are you reading these days? Or, what's your favorite thing to do on Saturday? Some of you may be nodding along, desperate to create some daylight between what you do for work and who you are as a person. Others of you, the present version of myself included, will shake your heads. You know who you are. You're the ones who are genuinely excited about what you have the privilege of doing for work. Whichever of those two camps is the best home for you, I've got something for you here. Keep listening. For those of you who are annoyed at being defined by others as what you do for work, there's a good chance that you're only transactionally attached to your job. That is, if money were no object, you'd be doing something else instead. There are many reasons to take a job, Fulfillment, work-life balance, geography, benefits, impact, status, and money come to mind. For some of you, only some of those seven things will resonate. I'm lucky. My family's quite healthy, so benefits are not a key driver. And as I've grown older, status has also faded into the background. So when I got to the end of my first career, the things on my mind were fulfillment, work-life balance, geography, impact, and money. Realistically, I wanted to do something entrepreneurial and meaningful. In weighing my job as a derivatives trader against entrepreneurship, every single factor pointed in the direction of making a jump. Except money. It's important to bear in mind that even though it was 4-1 to one in favor of quitting, my decision was not a foregone conclusion. Some factors can be weighted more heavily than others. Now, whether it was right or wrong that money punched so far above its weight in my decision calculus is certainly up for debate. Sure, I desperately wanted fulfilling work, but that's not all I wanted out of life. Put another way, was it really the right move to put my children's financial future at risk so that daddy could have a job that made him smile? However, some wisdom came along at the right time and made that factor waiting moot. A couple years before I pulled the plug on my first career, I sat down at dinner with my uncle. What he told me would take some time to fully grok, but I was fortunate to receive that wisdom when I did so I could bring it to bear in the years to come. I was seeking advice of the should I stay or should I go variety. My uncle painted a picture of my financial future. He told me that if I were to plot a graph of my net worth over the course of my life, there was a hockey stick shape at the end as an options trader and a 20 something with a high opinion of himself, I was inclined to agree. Then came the knowledge bomb. That hockey stick doesn't come from working for someone else. Whoa. What my uncle brought to my attention was the fact that I was never going to get truly rich as an employee. Now let's pump the brakes. My goal in life was not then and is not now to get truly rich, but as outlined above, money was the only reason I was staying at my then-current job. Fulfillment and impact were certainly better served by moving on to an entrepreneurial pursuit. Geography pointed the same way. I wasn't thrilled to be in the concrete jungle, and I was craving some wide-open spaces. Work-life balance also clearly pointed in the direction of moving on. In fairness, entrepreneurship is not a cakewalk, and those who want to work fewer hours by switching to entrepreneurship should probably think again. But running my own company puts me in the position where I can spend several hours a day with my kids almost every day, which was just not achievable in my old role. Against all this pent-up pressure to leave, money served as the bulwark. There was no way switching to entrepreneurship was going to provide anything close to the total salary and bonus that came with my old job in the near term. However, your financial life is not just about cash and cash equivalents. The fact that my uncle forced onto my radar was that it was at least possible that remaining at my job solely for the higher pay could in fact be shortchanging my financial future. I had four factors pointing in the direction of leaving and just one heavy factor telling me to stay. Once my uncle's wisdom had time to percolate, I realized that it meant that the money factor might not point in the direction of staying. In a medium term sense, my one reason for staying had evaporated. I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge an important caveat. I didn't walk out of the restaurant and call my boss to remit an epic burn-the-boats quitting speech. I went back to work the next day, and for the next couple of years as well. Was this cowardice? I don't think so. I knew that I needed to accumulate a bit more wealth before I could afford to take a swing. I had a family to care for and a desire to choose entrepreneurship from a position of strength instead of desperation. However... The seed was planted. My one more year syndrome had a serious monkey wrench thrown into its operations. My job that was only for the money was on borrowed time. If you have a fulfilling job that you love, that reliably provides the income you need to provide the lifestyle you want, then congratulations. Sure, you can tweak things around the margins and benefit from the advice that follows, but by and large, you've already won the game. For the rest of us, The lesson here is simple. Your salary is not the only way to make money. In terms of outsized financial returns, equity is where it's at. I'm not talking about crypto and meme stocks. I'm talking about skin in the game ownership of a business in which you believe and upon which you can have an impact. You don't need to be the CEO, you don't even need to be in the C suite. But in order to really harvest the full product of your labor, You need to have an ownership stake in the company that employs you. This is not to deny the value of cash. You need to make sure you're making enough cash to pay the bills and to render yourself financially prepared in case your equity goes to zero, which happens a lot. But particularly as inflation rears its ugly head, it's important to remember that money under a mattress is not going to be sufficient to get you where you want to be. At 8% inflation, if you have $1 million under your mattress, then a year from now it's effectively like more than $70K has just disappeared. For most of us, 70 k is hard to save. The simple truth is that investment of some kind is your financial responsibility in the face of the onslaught of inflation. This doesn't mean buy stocks now. What it does mean is that you owe it to yourself to think hard about how you're going to preserve and grow the wealth you have already saved. Owning a piece of a business toward which you make a meaningful, productive contribution is just one more way to invest. But in this case, you're investing in yourself. Personal finance is rarely simple. If there are seven factors you're weighing in making a decision, much of the time, several factors point one way and several point the other. The important upshot here is that when we're considering the seemingly all-important factor of money, we're often apt to miss the forest for the trees. For those of you who are on the fence, please let the idea that you won't get rich working for someone else simmer for a while. This episode is intended as a public service announcement to share the wealth of knowledge that was shared with me. Yes, we want to solve for a life with enough material resources to give us our desired lifestyle. But there's more than one way to skin that cat. Your knowledge and skills are valuable. It's important to put your shoulder to the plow, but it's just as important to make sure you're reaping a full harvest.